It did? Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Once again, it's my privilege to stand before you to share God's word. And uh, I thank you all for all your blessings, for all your prayers. As uh, Brother has indeed mentioned, we as leaders always seek your prayers and your support. If it is not you, we may not be able to serve God and serve you as God wants us to serve. <clears throat> Let's pray. Gracious Heavenly Father, we praise you and thank you for this day. Thank you, your presence. Yes, Lord, from the beginning till this time, we could able to sense and acknowledge that you are here. Thank you for accepting all our praises. Thank you for accepting our prayers. Thank you for keeping us together with love and unity in this hall. And it is not with many people in this world, though they seek to be at your presence, but we are much privileged to be together. We give all glory, honor, and to you. We also thank you for the word that you prepare for us to hear and to follow. It is not our word, it's your word. Your word always has the purpose. Your word is the, is the life. Your word has the power. Lord, let your word remain in us forever, for our spiritual life and growth. In Jesus' precious name we pray. Amen. Amen. In the Bible, in one word we can say it's the word of God. But when you look at it and study, there are many divisions, not by books, yeah, apart from books and the chapters. Altogether, uh, always we look for the promises. Yes, every time we look for the promises, the promise of the week, promise of the month, promise of the year. Yes, but we also know that aware the, all the promises are with a precept, with the conditions. If you follow those conditions, yes, those promises are, belongs to us. We can claim. And also the books uh, also mention that the prophecies and the prophets and so on. But the, one of the things is what I found in uh, Colossians uh, chapter 2, there are some warnings. There are some conditions. So other form of, it's a warning. When you open your Bible to Colossians chapter 2, there are many things I found before that. And as I said that, there are terms and conditions or the warnings. In John, before Colossians, in John 8.36, what Jesus said, therefore, if the Son makes you free, you shall be free indeed. Therefore, if the Son makes you free, you shall be free indeed. So these are all the people, those who are free. Those who said, Amen. Shall I take it in that way? As I said in the beginning, you might have watched many meetings, especially the politicians, when they, when they speak, preach or speak, after they speak they will wait for the people to clap. So I think they are better than us. Why? Even if I wait, you don't clap. They were clapping to the politician. 
But when you clap, it is not to me, it is to God. It is to God. And also when you clap and you acknowledge that, it is you. It is for you. That is the sign of it. And also, that will help in another way, keeping your neighbor alert. So there are many purposes. One more purpose you want? That is another way of exercise. Why you go for any other exercise for certain times? Here is the place. When we worship, you can do everything. So when we are preaching, you can exercise your hands. So that, that is also another way. But basically, glorifying God, acknowledging the God's word. <laughs> Thank you. So here, John 3, 36 says, Therefore, if the Son makes you free, you shall be free indeed. But it is, why it is so emphasized? Not everybody is experiencing the freedom. Even though the, the God, the Lord, the Christ set us free, not everyone all the time experiencing that freedom. That is a problem with so many people. Anyhow, let's move on. The spiritual life also has a dangers and warnings always. It is not easy to everyone to think. <clears throat> Moses warned the Israels to beware of forgetting the Lord once they got settled in the promised land. Deuteronomy chapter 6 verse 12 says, Then beware lest you forget the Lord who bought you out of the land of Egypt from the house of bondage. When God said, brought the people from bondage to the promised land, the warning is, caution is, never ever forget God who brought you out. So when Lord Jesus Christ set us free from all kinds of bondages, sickness, more than all, from our sin, from the darkness, from sinful life, he brought us into the light. We should not remember. We should not forget it. We should remember and be always thankful. That's a warning. And the Lord Jesus also gave some more warnings in three Gospels. Number one, that is in Matthew chapter 7 verse 15. Matthew chapter 7 verse 15. Beware of false prophets who come to you in sheep's clothing, but inwardly they are ravenous wolves. That is a false prophecy all the time, always here, around us. Mark 12, 38. Mark 12, 38. 38. Then he said to them, in his teaching, beware of the scribes who desire to go around in long robes, love greetings in the marketplaces. So what is that? Spiritual pride. It is always around. Be aware of it. That is another warning. Luke 12.15, Jesus said, He said to them, Take heed and beware of covetousness, for one's life does not consist in the abundance of the things he possesses. What is that? It is a materialism, prosperity. So you can see, just simply, it's a just few examples. These are all, we are living in the world where these are all surrounded us in different forms. 
But the caution for us is beware. Beware. Not only Jesus Christ, Apostle Paul, lastly. Colossians chapter 2, verse 8. What he says? Colossians chapter 2, verse 8. Beware! Lest anyone cheat you through philosophy and empty deceit according to tradition of men, according to basic principles of the world and not according to Christ. Whatever is not belongs to or according to Christ, we should be aware of. That is a danger. So how beautifully, in simplified form, at the same time, elaborated way, he has given and warns us. How many of us are ready to or look into or study the word the way which you heard now? Warnings? For, for what? Why these warnings? For us to experience or to live in full freedom all the time. Jesus set us free. He has set us free indeed. It is God's will, it is God's desire for all of us to live in fullness of Christ. With full of freedom. With joy and peace. That is God's desire. Some of us, it's not possible. Why? Why it is not possible? The above, what are the scriptures which I said? You were not aware of such a thing among you. You may not be knowing. You are ignorant in identifying or acknowledging or the awareness is not there in you. You know, when I thought of that uh, the two weeks before when you had the baptism, the scripture what brother has mentioned and he exalted, the same scripture came to us. Based on that, I started meditating this portion. Colossians chapter 2. In this, I come across few things, about five points that we are going to meditate now. First of all, yeah, before that what he says, uh, it was Paul's desire that he is brethren to be perfect, complete in Christ. That's what Colossians 1.28 says. But therefore, influences at Colossae, which risk or put in danger for their salvation, against which Paul wants us. So as we consider what those threats were, we see the similar threats today as well. In other words, sensitive and some not so sensitive and influences which may promise us much, but can easily lead us away from the truth or keep us away from Christ. If you are not aware of such things, what has happened to Colossi, the same thing will happen, or it is existing, we know what is there. So they are believers, and it is written to the church as well as for the believers. So we can consider that it is to us as well, as a church, as we are God's children. Number one, from, two, four, uh, from chapter 2, 4 to 7, when you look at it, 4 to 7, the title in our Bibles is Freedom from Enticing Words. Freedom from Enticing Words. So, we can paraphrase it and say, beware of enticing words as a caution. If it is a blessing, it says that 
freedom from enticing words. Yes, it is God who said it and did it. But if we take it, beware of enticing words. What is that? What's happening? Look into your Bible, in your word, in your Bible. Now, this I say, lest anyone should deceive you with persuasive or enticing words. 6 to 7 it says, As you have therefore received Christ Jesus the Lord, so walk in him. Pay your attention to this scripture. Walk in him, rooted and built up in him and established or founded in the faith as you have been taught abounding in it with thanksgiving. So this is the same case for us, those who are sitting here. We hear many messages week after week, month after month, year after year. We were all taught. I don't think any other church is giving such a sound doctrinal teaching. We have different ways, not only on Fridays, in the, in the, in the castles. We also taught the doctrines, the way of life, the way of life to continue. It is not that it is end. Once you accepted Jesus Christ, everything is over. No. As long as you are on this earth, as long as you are in your flesh, you will have battle. You will have trials. You will have all these things face anything, whatever you name it. Why? You are delivered in your spirit, but your, your flesh is still remains. So when you have your flesh, you have to. As I said in the beginning. So when these things are, we are living among that, how do we escape from there? So for an example, the first one. Enticing words. People cheat you. And try to convince you. And make you to say that what you believe is wrong. But there's many things. But is it possible all the time you can shut your ears and go? Is it possible all the time close your eyes and go? There is some temptation. Whatever you see, you're taking in. Whatever you hear, you're taking in. That makes you corrupt. Because we are living in such a world. But the Bible warns us, be aware. Be aware of enticing words of the people. Secondly, from verse 10 to 10, what the Bible says here, freedom from philosophy, freedom from vain philosophy, freedom from vain philosophy. But I title that as Beware from philosophies of traditions of men. Beware of philosophies and traditions of men. The danger of man-made philosophy and traditions. They will cheat you. They don't do what they may promise. They can even cheat you of your salvation. Why I say this? I sense in my experience, sometimes when I see the behaviors, the attitude of some people, the first thing comes to my mind is, I may be wrong. I'm not, I'm not, yeah, the, the, God has not given me an, uh, any authority to judge anyone. But what to do? But this is what it is. The first thing comes to me is, how about the salvation? Is it questionable? 
Because people, they don't live as the expectation of God as a believer. Believers tell lies. What do you say about it? So it's like that. So whatever it is. So let us see. So it is, a, it is a, they may convince you or corrupt your mind even basic from of your salvation. How come? They will ask. Some religions are there. How come? Some people, they did not still see there are many reasons for people not saved. Or after Jesus Christ has left this many thousands of years, the, God, the word of God is preached. Why not everyone has got saved? There are many reasons. One is, we are not gone and preached. One is, they have not heard. But some of them, those who heard, they are ignorant of receiving God's word. For some of them, it is difficult to understand the salvation. What is the difficult? How come? The conviction and the confession, God will forgive and God has taken all my sins on him on the cross and he nailed it, everything is nailed it and he died and he rose again and my sins are forgiven. How is it? They don't understand. That is another reason. So if you are in the question or in a confusion, that itself is a sign that you are not understood it properly and the foundation of your salvation is not strong. So in that way, if you are weak, it is easy to entice you. Anyhow, let's move on. Jesus warned Matthew 15, 9. And in vain they worship me, teaching as doctrines the commandments of men. This they do though through empty deceit. It is not evident. Otherwise, none would accept it. But like many of the working of Satan's, it is through deception. Satan deceives us. Satan will deceive us, not straight away in front of you, coming and standing, I want to deceive you, I want to deceive you. No. He will deceive you through any means, in any forms. Even if you got co-brothers, maybe with your own family, or so close friends, and also the situation in the circumstances makes you to doubt about your salvation. So beware, be aware. So we are faced with the similar influences even today. That's what I feel it. So philosophies, people talk, talk, talk. Incus about this is this. So all the debates and this and that, they are going and standing and uh, trying to win. They talk, the knowledge, abundance of knowledge, they talk. They prove that they know better than you and me. So what do you think? You try to win. Entering into the conversation. At last, if you fail means you bring failure and to the name of the Lord. Never ever attend that. Keep yourself safe and guard yourself with the spirit of God. As we have said that we are clothed by Christ. We are in Christ. We are covered by Christ. We are, that's why we are God's children. That's why we are called Christian. The one who is in Christ. The one who has Christ in him. That is called, that's why it is a Christian. We are Christians. So, the traditions of men are found uncontrolled in the denominational churches. Even though they call that they are Christians. But still, you could see by your own eyes, when you go out, many things happening around, even in the church premises. What is that? They are nothing but traditions of men. That's it. They are not scriptural. God is warning us, do not follow such things. That is a warning. 
even in the denominational churches still it's in becoming abundance we are not expected at the same time we are warned not to follow the traditions of men rather what is expected follow what christ has taught us follow christ and his teaching so it is a tradition in the sense not only the denominations and also the catholic the roman catholic and so on and uh, through these philosophies and traditions of men may possess a lot of truth but it is the error in them that can lead one away from the pure and simple doctrine of jesus christ if it takes you away from the doctrine of jesus christ you are away from him so it is a warning for us do not follow so what is expected in verse 2 colossians chapter 2 verse 3 Jesus Christ or found let us read the word brother matthew can you read the verse 3 verse 3 of chapter 2 in whom are hidden all the treasures of wisdom and knowledge in whom who is that whom in christ jesus in christ all the treasures of wisdom and knowledge are there need not go for the world to gain knowledge verse 9 for in him in him dwelleth all the fullness of the godhead bodily in him dwells all the fullness of the godhead bodily verse 10 and we are complete in him we are complete in him which is the head of all principality and power he is the head of all he is the head of this church we are in him amen. in him we are complete hallelujah in him we have freedom amen he is who promises live in fullness of christ hallelujah that is nothing but the victorious christian living Amen. When we clothe Jesus Christ upon us, it is possible all the time to live a Christi- victorious Christian life. Amen. 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 So believers, beware when anyone suggests that we need the philosophies or traditions of men in addition to or instead of Jesus Christ. keep that away ignore it so that you can experience fullness of freedom secondly from verses 11 to 17 11 to 17 what he says freedom from the judgment of men freedom from judgment of men that is the biblical title but i paraphrase it in such a way beware of the judgment of men beware beware of judgment of men why is that the problem in the first century church many jewish christian felt it is necessary for gentile christian to be circumcised and keep the law of moses in addition to following christ acts 15:1 to 5 it says that there is always having a conflict or argument or clarification about the law of moses in relation to or regarding the circumcision so here the early church had constantly deal with this problem paul was keep on continually writing it which they did at the jerusalem where the problem is originated that we read in acts 15 6 to 27 but at the same time the paul is writing in romans galatians ephesians and colossians to clarify the matter what is the circumcision what is the law and what is the grace so here 
In Colossians 2, 11 to 17, Paul deals with the problem by pointing out, through baptism into Christ, we experience the true circumcision, which is the cutting away of the sin, sins of the flesh. By his death on the cross, Jesus has taken all the old law out of the way. Colossians 2, 14, 15 says that. Therefore, we are, let no one try to judge or condemn us in matters of the old law. 16 and 17. Brother Matthew? Verse 16, Colossians 2, verse 16. Let no man therefore judge you in meat or in drink or in respect of a holy day or of the new moon or of the Sabbath days. Verse 17, which are a shadow of things to come, but the body is of Christ. So these are all the judgments of the people. And this is what abundance in those days, because they are all early Christians. They have no much knowledge. So Paul has to write and emphasize through the church for everyone. Time and again this confusion comes and the clarification they need. So far as everything is in our hand, that's why I said in the beginning, if we have any of the, anything or not clear or understood, or if it is a, the doctrine, the basic doctrine is shadow or shallow in your life, your salvation is a questionable. That's why I said it in the beginning. So that's why this church, from the beginning with the grace of God, Teach the people, teach the people, teaching. Teaching is the one of the basic principle and the zeal of the church, the leadership. Because that's why the discipleship training is there, the council is there. And we teach all these things. Why? So many of you, you miss it. You miss it for various reasons. But when you attend regularly or you are attended from foundation, to the advanced level two, you will have some knowledge and understanding to have the fullness of the doctrine at, at least. It teaches the covers the whole Bible. Most of you miss it. The, 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 the principle, the, the, the zeal of the church is, the church doesn't like you sit here as a believer, three years, ten years, twenty years, fifty years, and go like that as a believer. No. As God is building the church means, God is building his people. He is the builder. He laid the foundation. On this, Jesus is, God himself is building. And he is using the leadership of the church as a tools in our in his hand. Here we are to help you, to teach you, to initiate in every form to teach. So that you will stand firm in Christ. You will stand firm in the truth. Nothing can shake you. Nothing can shake you even in this world. You may face even the challenges physically. As I always used to say, yes, storm, you cannot stop it. Wind, you cannot stop it. But if you are in the Lord, the Lord will take you through the storms or over the storms. What kind of facing, what kind of experience or problems you are facing it, whatever it is, if you are in him, if God is with you, he can lead you through and over the storms and give you the victory. That is what we teach. The church is teaching. Putting, putting what was Jesus has already laid a foundation in every one of your life. But our duty is built on that. To build you, to make you, to keep you strong, to serve him in any part of the world, or not only in the church, 
wherever you go you can stand firm and live for christ the world can see you differently the world will not enter you or overtake you you can overtake amen thank you so those who are in christ what is it here we have died to the law and jewish ceremonialism and here romans 7:1 to 6 says that we have been set free and need to beware of becoming entangled again with the yoke of bondage galatians 5:1 says that if we seek justification by our observance or practice of the things found in the old law we are fallen from grace galatians 5:2-4 confirms it so believers beware when people try to impose things upon you which are based upon the law of moses remember you are complete in him you are in the lord none of the things will shake you amen so it is of judgment of men beware of judgment of men fourthly verses from 18 and 19 freedom from improper worship that is another issue everybody is facing in every church is facing it is a challenge about the worship thank god and uh, in the in the on the in 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 this country in this under the under the umbrella of pco the bread of life is known as as a wonderful worship we thank god for that it is a god's grace it is a god's blessing though we have plus and minuses but but we are known as bread of life is unique in worship so we thank god for the choir the musician how god has blessed us at the same time they are having a yeah wonderful team of leaders to encourage them all the time so here we are there to them so we thank god for that but still the problem of worship is not from now in many churches they have this is started from initiatively because who is the enemy of worship satan is the enemy eh he not only come before us to challenge our worship he was in heaven even with god itself himself he faced and he fought and he came with the fallen angels because he deserves all glory but what we sing what we are called for who deserves all glory all glory belongs to him sometimes when we stand here knowing unknowingly or ignorantly sometimes we glorify satan ignorant unknowingly for negative things always i used to watch that is my bad character because when i am small i used to watch the preachers so for everything the people will say amen hallelujah praise the lord and all we have to be very careful and sometimes okay for you are sick also we thank god for your fallen acts met with an accident thank god is it thank god when you met with an accident is it thanking god we have to differentiate it why you thank god i thank god god has protected me i thank god because on the damage of the car is no problem god has saved my life i thank god without the explanation if we say that i thank god i met i met with an action i glory to god is it right no be so specific in your words when you are praising when i saying something about you and about god you don't listen you don't pay attention you don't acknowledge and accept it is belongs to you 
When the negative things come here, you praise God. Some people, if you stand here and say, Satan, they tell Satan, Satan. And you will also repeat it. This is not the place to tell. I'm sorry. God will forgive me. We always pray for this place. This is always, we believe that it is a, it is a sanctified, it is the place of God. Whoever stands here, they represent Christ. They represent God. We are expected to preach only God's word which glorifies Him. Amen. Not to boast about ourselves or not to condemn you or to curse you. This is not the place. If at all anything personally, we will come to you personally and speak and, and, and discuss about it. But here, please, uh, why I say this, you should not misunderstand. So this place is not to condemn anyone. This place is here to encourage you, Amen. to edify you, Amen. to bless you. Amen. Keep us together all the time. Amen? Amen. Put our hands together for our Lord Jesus Christ. Believers, beware. When people try to impose things upon you, <clears throat> which are based upon the law of Moses, remember, you are complete in him. In 18 and 19, what we heard was about worship. In worship, why <clears throat> would people worship angels? Even John in Revelation, he worshipped the angels. Even Peter did the mistakes. Revelation 22, 8 and 9. Please read it. <clears throat> Revelation 22, 8 and 9. Twenty-two, eight, and nine. And John saw these things and heard them. And when I heard and seen, I fell down to worship before the feet of the angel, which showed me these things. Then saith he unto me, See, thou do it not, for I am thy fellow servant, and of thy brethren and the prophets, and of them which keep the sayings of this book, worship God. So by mistake, when he got a revelation, he fallen before the angels. And the angels said, no, I am your servant. Worship God. So at the same time, even Peter, in Acts chapter 10, 25 and 26, Acts chapter 10, And as Peter was coming in, Cornelius met him and fell down at his feet and worshipped him. But Peter took him up, saying, Stand up, I myself also am a man. So, this is the case, even in the New Testament time, but it is going on. It is an angelic worship. They are nothing but our neighbors who do. And uh, even they think that angels are the mediators and through them only we can pray, through them only they can take our messages too. But the word of God is clear and it is truth and we can pray. The worship is what? Worship is, what is worship? Worship God through our Lord Jesus Christ by the power of the Holy Spirit. We all should be expect, expected to be filled with the Spirit of God. Why? God is in Spirit. Those who worship Him should worship Him with truth and Spirit. Amen? So we are called 
as a spiritual children of God. Why? We are not just born, we are born again. We are called as born again children. We born in flesh once, we born in spirit second time. So we are the Bible considers as or called as we are born again. Children means we are spiritual children to God. We are belongs to our God. That's why we are called as sons and daughters. The New Testament it is called as we are sisters and brothers. There is no other relationship. We are how come we come together? Our background is different. I am not telling about one background is a sinful nature. Not I am not telling about that. But our 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 culture, our our traditions, our religions, our color, our language, our nation, where those things are behind. When we come together, we are one. We are one. God is one. The Son, the Savior, is one. The Spirit is one. The word is one. We are one. Hello? We are one. If you don't, no one is here, anyone has failed to say amen, you don't agree that we are one. We may have differences when we come to church. Consider that we are one. God has put us and kept us in such a way. We need one another. That is the body of Christ. If you are not there, the body is not complete. Remember that. I will remind you, without you, the church is not complete. Are you? That also you don't accept it. Without you, this body is not complete. Christ is the head of this body. We need one another. Without you, the church will not function. Our only one hope, the great hope is the Lord comes. When he comes, we will be with him. He is not going to come to you personally. The Bible says he come to the church. Church is the bride. Hello? You are a part of it. God is going, Jesus is going to come and take this church. That is our hope. That is the faith. Amen? It is not rejoicing. Even for that also you don't smile. Okay. So, as a result, still not holding fast of the head, worshipping other things rather than Christ. If it is anything other than Christ here, we should be aware of. That is false. <clears throat> Finally, verses 20 and 23. 20, 22, 23. What he says, he says, freedom from doctrine of men. Very, 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 very common and we should be very, very careful about it. Freedom from, sorry, doctrine of men. I will paraphrase it in such a way. Beware of doctrine of men. Beware from doctrine of men. Men made doctrines of 20. In these days, it is abundance. And we have all the opportunities to be deceived. Why? Wherever you go, whatever you hear, because everything is in your mobile. If you open, if you want to see something else, something else will come. So you are forced to open it. Forced to watch it. So beware, there are man-made doctrines are there. So here, self-discipline has often been offered as a key to self-control. 
So we should have a self-control. But the self-discipline is of no real value against the indulgence of the flesh. As Paul points out in Colossians chapter 2, verse 23, indeed, transformation comes through renewing of the mind, not affiliating the body. As Paul wrote in Romans 12, 1 and 2, I'm not reading that. Yes, those who set their minds on the things of the Spirit are the ones who live according to the Spirit. Romans 8, 5 says, So they are the ones who by the Spirit will be able to put to death the deeds of the body. So, for the fruit of the Spirit includes self-control. That we know from Galatians chapter 5, 22 and 23. Today, we must be beware of the false claims of self-discipline and self-control. See the forms the world deceives us. Self-control and self-discipline, nothing is wrong. But if you take it, if you are not careful about it, that will deceive you. That is man-made. Fasting may have a place in the lives of Christians. There are many, many, many scriptures are there. Acts 13, 2 and 3. Acts 14, 23. 1 Corinthians chapter 7, verse 5. 2 Corinthians 11, 27. But not for the purpose of developing self-control. Rather, as a means of humbling oneself before God as we pray, that God might hear our prayers. Matthew 6 and 16 to 18. Can you read that? Matthew 6, 16 to 18. Matthew 6. Moreover, when he fast, be not as the hypocrites of a sad countenance, for they disfigure their faces, that they may appear unto men to fast. Verily I say unto you, they have their reward. Verse 17. But thou, when thou fastest, anoint thy head and wash thy face, that thou appear not unto men to fast, but unto thy father which is in secret, and thy father, which seeth in secret, shall reward thee openly. Lay not up for yourselves treasures upon earth, where moth and rust doth corrupt, and where thieves break through and steal. But lay up for yourselves treasures in heaven, where neither moth nor rust doth, doth corrupt, and where thieves do not break through nor steal. For where your treasure is, there will your heart be also. So, it's all about what I mean was the, about the fasting. So, fasting is something and there's so many things are comes in. And that is one of the time, way of discipline. There's no doubt about it. But it should not be misled in different way. So, those religions, there are different religions as we know that will teach various forms of self-discipline. It means of developing spiritual maturity would have us believe that the secret is such as neglect of the body. But Christ is the secret. And by holding fast to him, we find ability to crucify the flesh with his passions and the desires. Galatians 5.24 says, And now those who are in Christ have crucified the flesh with his passions and desires. What I mean is here, and when we go out and the other religions uh, teach certain things as a physical exercise to fit your body and uh, keep you healthy and so on. But uh, see that what is the truth behind it. If you follow that, and you also should not be 
caught into that. That's why spiritually you should be aware of the man-made doctrines. And it is also entering in the churches. The church, be aware of man-made doctrine. It is one example. There are many more in the world, in many churches entering in the side gates. So we should be, it is our responsibility to watch and be careful to save yourselves. And in all things, be sure that we are giving glory to God. It is God's desire, it is God's will, it is God's promise that we all should live healthy. No doubt about it. And we are also responsible to keep ourselves. We should not be ignorant of it. But at the same time, we should be aware of the teachings of doctrine of men. That's I'm particular about it. So as a conclusion, as we live the Christian life attempting to mature spirituality, beware of any doctrine of teaching of men that suggests we need more than Jesus Christ. No! There is nothing greater or more than Jesus Christ for us. Amen? Yes. Thank you. Remember, He is the way. That is the promise. He is the way, not a way. John 6, 14, 6 says, Jesus said to him, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. And we are complete in him. We are complete in him. As you are in him, Galatians chapter 3, 26 and 27, as a conclusion. Galatians chapter 3, 26 and 27. For you are all sons of God. You are all sons of God. Amen. Through faith in Christ Jesus. Amen. For as many as of you were baptized into Christ have put on Christ. Christ. Amen. As many of us and many of us who are baptized or clothed Jesus on us. Amen. So we are in him. God has called us for us. Amen. He is our protection. Hallelujah. We always say that he is our Lord and our Savior. Yes, true. But he is everything in us. This is the assurance God has given us. Once again, as a reminder, it is, what are the things? Beware of enticing words. Beware of philosophies of men, the traditions of men. Beware of the judgment of men. Beware of improper worship. Beware of doctrine of men. Whereas the Bible says, promises to us freedom from enticing words, freedom from vain philosophy, freedom from judgment of men, freedom from improper worship, and freedom from doctrine of men. God has promised us freedom. It is God's will for us to live in all freedom. It is God's purpose for us to live in full, in abundance of His grace. We depend on His grace. May God bless us. Thank you. Hallelujah. Amen. Brethren, one are giving to take note of what is happening around us. That is the purpose of today's message. Many things are happening around the world. So, and when warnings are given, it's just for you to take note. Even naturally, 
you know that when one is giving, you have to be careful about what is happening around you. You have to be sensitive. The warning has been given to us today. The scripture is full of many warnings, but few pastors have given to us for us to live in a freedom life. And that is purpose of today's message. But the question you need to ask yourself, are you sensitive to what is happening around you? Are you taking clue from today's message for you to know that the end is near? Are you keeping notes of all that is happening around you? It is very important. You have to be sensitive. You have to keep note of everything that is happening around you. Brethren, you have been told, beware of enticing word. Beware of the tradition of men. Beware of the judgment of men. And beware of the doctrine of men. All this, anything that goes outside Jesus Christ, beware of it. That is why in the book of Deuteronomy 11, Verse 16 says, Take heed to yourself, and lest your heart be deceived, and you turn aside and serve other gods. What am I trying to establish here? If you are not heeding to those warnings, most likely you might get derailed. Brethren, beware of those warnings around you. And lastly, I will just read from Mark 4, verses 22 to 24. It says, for there is nothing hidden which will not be revealed, nor has anything been kept secret, but that it should not come to light. That is why one is being given to you. You are being reminded that nothing is going to happen that will not be revealed. And verse 23 says, if anyone has ear to hear, let him hear. Then 24 says, take heed Take heed what you hear. Brethren, you need to listen to what you are hearing. Be warned about what you're listening to. Anything outside Jesus Christ is not the right way. Let us be on our feet. I want you to pray and tell God, Lord, Thank you for today's message. Thank you for reminding me that I have to be aware about the happening in the world. Open your mouth and appreciate God because today's message will keep reminding you that yes, a lot is happening around you that you need to be aware of. Thank God that God, Almighty God, as I'm keeping aware about the happening around me, help me, Lord, with the Holy Spirit. It is the Spirit of God that can lead you. It is the Spirit of God that can keep you going. It is the Spirit of God, when it is in your life, that you will know that, yes, I have to take heed to this. I have to be warned about this. When the Spirit of God lives in you, then you will know that this is the warning from the Lord. Lord, the Spirit of you that will reside in me, that will enable me to discern for enable me to know that, yes, I've been warned, that I will not fall into trap. Father, endow me in the mighty name of Jesus. Open your mouth and pray that, Lord, I need to be warned. I need to know and I need to obey. It's not just about warning. It's about obedience. That, Lord, I want to obey your warning. Help me with your Holy Spirit so that I will keep remind, remembering that, yes, this is a danger zone. This is what is outside the scripture. This is what you, Jesus Christ, you will not do. Father, help me, Lord, in the mighty name of Jesus. Everlasting Father, Lord, we want to thank you for today's message. We want to appreciate you for reminding us that we have to keep to those warnings and many more. Anything that is outside your principle, Father, help us to keep outside it and know that, yes, we have to be one in the mighty name of Jesus. We pray, Almighty God, everything that we have heard today shall be fruitful in our life, in our day-to-day -day activities, in our day-to-day -day doctrine, in the mighty name of Jesus. Lord, today's message, 
you will keep it in our heart and in our mind so that we know that we have been warned and we will not derail in the mighty name of Jesus. Thank you, everlasting Father. We thank you for your son that you have used. We give you all praises and adoration for the source of the wisdom that you have given unto him. Father, we want you to reload him more. We want more from him. Let your anointing continue to flow in his life in the mighty name of Jesus. We pray for him. You bless him, bless his family, and bless everything that surrounds him, including your congregation in the mighty name of Jesus. Blessed be your holy name, Lord. For the rest of the year, our program, we commit them unto you, Lord. Continue to take control in the mighty name of Jesus. And your name shall be glorified in the mighty name of Jesus. Blessed be your holy name, Lord. In Jesus' name, we have prayed. Amen. Uh, before we share the grace, just to inform us that uh, by next week, Friday, the excellent men will be having their service. It's going to be another great day before the Lord. Please come prepare to be blessed by the excellent men. And, and God bless you in Jesus' name. And uh, a quick one. Please let us always exit through my left side because we are obstructing the next service. Except those with little kid and the, uh, the child trolley goes this way. Every other one, please let us exit here and fellowship together. May God bless you in Jesus' name. Let us joyfully share the grace together. May the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, and the sweet fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with us now and forevermore. Amen. Surely, God's goodness and mercy shall follow us all the days of our life, and we shall dwell in the house of the Lord forever and ever. Amen. God bless you. Do have a wonderful week. A newcomer, just outside this door, you have the team of people waiting for you there. God bless you.